What is up, Calvary students? Welcome back to another edition of Calvary Students Live. We are here at Calvary Baptist Church. I am so excited to be with you. My name is Eli, for those of you who don't know me. And with me is the one and only Marcus uh, Rodriguez, I think. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what's up. Okay. We said to wear, they said to wear a mask. True. Um, I don't think that's what they meant, but you're my boss, so I'm going to go with it, okay? Yeah. Um, <laughs> what's up, everybody? We're so excited about tonight, and we're really glad that you're on the live stream with us. We hope that you have a great time with us. As we have a little bit of fun, we're going to do some worship together, we'll do Bible study together, and then head to see group time. More than anything, we miss you, and we're so glad that you are here with us tonight. And you still have a little bit of time. If you want to message a friend, text a friend, and say, hey, uh, go check out our live stream on our website, calvarymccown.org slash students. Invite somebody to watch with us tonight. Glad you're here. Yeah, awesome. and so I know in the midst of craziness, uh, we think that it's good to have some good news. And so we're going to start tonight with some good news from our Calvary students across the Rio Grande Valley. Nice. And we're going to start off with my one and only friend, Thomas Courtney. The good news is he is shaving. Yes, he is able to shave the three hairs that he has on his chin. So praise God for that because... Uh, I mean, yeah, nobody wants to see Thomas try to throw out three hairs. Congratulations, Thomas. You finally learned how to shave, man. I'm really proud, proud of you. Bro. That's great news. Yeah, we love you, man. We also have some good news from Josh Reinhardt. Josh got tacos this week. Josh, that's awesome, man. We're so happy that you got some tacos. We hope that you're practicing social distancing and just like driving by, rolling down your window and not talking to anybody, but... Josh got tacos. That's some good news. And they look delicious. Yes, they uh, do. Another, in other words, another, in other news, some good news from Steven Brana. He is still alive and well on the Xbox Live, destroying people on the 2K, on different games. And he's also, I'm hoping, sharing the gospel with students and other people <laughs> there. So some good news there is he's still able to social socialize with different people around the world. Awesome. We have some good news from Octavio. The good news is that Octavio still has some toilet paper. So if anybody needs a little bit of toilet paper, just message Octavio and ask him if you could borrow a roll or half a roll or a few squares, whatever he's willing to share with you. That's some really good news because if you've been to the store lately, you know that it's really hard to find toilet paper right now. That's some good news. Isn't That's it? right, Marcus. You got to stay clean. And also from a former student of ours, Miss Emma. She, some good news, uh, got her one and only limited edition Camp Zephyr cap in the mail today. As nice. you can see, she's rocking it. Looks great. Not only that, she's rocking the Remedy t-shirt. So that's some good news, Emma. Happy you were able to get that cap. Nice. And just a quick shout out to Camp Zephyr. You all should go to their website. They have a brand new merch store. Not Merc. Merch store on... <laughs> Inside joke. On at the Camp Zephyr website, you can go buy t-shirts and caps and all sorts of really cool merch from them. Definitely check it out. Camp Zephyr. Uh, go check out, find their website. It's going to be awesome. And we have one more piece of good news for you. And it is that this week, Brandy, she dyed her hair. Awesome. That's fabulous. awesome. Fabulous. We can't wait to see it. Akuna Matata, the Lion King. You're awesome, Brandy. Get your hair dyed. Can't wait to see you again sometime soon. So if you want to be part of our good news segment in the future, then we need you to take a selfie of some good news that is happening in your life and send it to us, and we will share it 
with all the Calvary students in our live stream in the weeks ahead. All right, okay, so we have a student that we are gonna get on the phone right now for this next segment. And this student right here is somebody really special to us that we love so much. He uh, is an awesome person and we're gonna do this little game called Guess the Student. We're gonna interview this person on the phone and you're gonna try to guess who the student is. You can start to try to put their name in the chat box and figure out who this student is and if you guess this correctly we want to know who this first person the first correct guess is and all that so let's see Eli do we got this guy on the phone yet? let me call them right all right so now. we're getting this person on the phone we hope you can hear them well we're gonna we're gonna interview them and you're gonna try to guess who this person is all right let's see hello hello are you there Hey, first thing you need to do is mute your live stream and listen here. Are you there? <laughs> He's watching us. He's watching us live and cannot hear us. Hello. Are you there? Yes. Okay, hey, mute your, mute your live stream so that you don't get confused because we're talking to you right here on the phone, all right? Okay. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Hey, how you doing, brother? You doing okay? Yes, I'm there, yeah. Awesome, cool. Okay, so our students are going to try to guess who we have on the phone. I just got a quick question for you, all right? So here we go. What do you like to do for fun? What are some of your hobbies? Okay, so I like to play, uh, I like to play piano. I love to play soccer. And uh, I like to play guitar, and I love to read a lot, too. Okay, so you love to read, you love to play the piano, you love to play soccer, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and all that. That's awesome. Do you play any video games? Yeah, I love to play FIFA, uh, especially FIFA 20. Okay, you play ever. FIFA. Nice. You play FIFA and a few other games. Okay, cool. Awesome. Okay, I got another question for you. Uh, you got you gave us your hobbies. You gave us uh, things you like to do for fun. What grade are you in? I am in 10th grade. I'm a sophomore. 10th grade. You are a sophomore. Awesome. That's great to hear. 10th grade sophomore. And do you come to Calvary Students like once a month, twice a month? Do you come twice a semester, twice a year? I go almost every single week. You go every single week. Okay, that's cool. So that then you are somebody that we see all the time then, huh? Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay, so do we have any guesses yet? Let's see. We got... Okay, so let's do this. Let's a do a review. We got a lot of guesses. We're going to see who gets this one correct. Are you ready, Eli, for this reveal? I, I, I think it's Mikey, but... We'll see. I, I thought it was Karina. Okay, I think it's Karina, but let's see who we got here. Are you ready? Here we go. Let's do it. And it is... Benji! Benji. It is Benji. Benji, yes. we're so glad to have you on the phone, man. How are you doing? Uh, pretty good. You know, just here with the family here in quarantine in my house. Awesome. Hey, I got a question for you, man. Um, so are you doing school right now from a distance? Yeah, um, so the school organized it to where we, we'd be on Google Classroom. Okay. So, yeah, that's how we're doing our school. So the teacher is having to Google Classroom, we have to finish up. Okay, so you get into Google Classroom and that's how you interact with yeah. your class and all that? Yeah. Are they sending teachers and the other students? On a scale of one to ten, how much schoolwork are they sending you right now? One being like not that much schoolwork, ten being like I have more work than ever before. I would say I'm probably about like a six or a seven. Okay. Pretty, pretty up there, yeah. Okay, so maybe like a six or seven. They're still keeping you busy, sending you a lot of schoolwork to do, huh? 
Yeah. I got a quick question for you. Did you hear uh, today that the governor said that uh, all the students this year from Texas are going to have to repeat the next grade next year, the same grade next year? Did you hear about that? What? No, it's just an April Fool's joke, man. It's not true. It's not true. I got a text. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, bro. I... <laughs> Did you get scared there for a second? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, you know what, man? I got a text this morning from somebody, and it linked to a, it looked like a legit news article, and it said the same thing. It said that all students in Texas were going to have to repeat the same grade next year, and I thought it was real. I clicked on it, and it said April Fool's, man, so I'm just passing that joke along to you, bro, okay? Yeah. <laughs> okay, bro, hey, thanks for being on the phone with us, man. We really miss you. We miss hanging out with you, and we love you a lot, okay, bro? Awesome, man. Thanks for being on the phone with us. We'll see you later. Awesome. All right. Well, that was fun. Um, if you'd like to be a part of that segment, again, message us. Put it in the chat. Uh, message your secret leader, and we'd love to get you on the phone and have other students guess who you are. Now, last week, we had a bunch of you join in with us on Zoom in our secret time, and because you did that, you were automatically enrolled in our giveaway tonight. I am excited because we're going to be giving away some good stuff. And so without further ado, look on the screen and let's see who won tonight's giveaway. Let's do it. Let's see, let's see, let's see. I put my name in like five times, I'm not going to lie, but... The winner is Miranda! Awesome! Hey Miranda, we are so excited for you. You win. Uh, what did she win? She wins the best pizza in the world. Nobody knows about pizza more than me. It's huge. It's gonna be a tremendous, tremendous amount of cheese and pepperoni. <laughs> That's awesome. It's gonna be delicious. Brandon, we're gonna send some pizza to you tonight, and uh, it's just a way of saying hey, thanks for watching. Unless you're not watching, if you're not watching, then we're gonna send the pizza to somebody else that's watching. So Miranda, if you're watching right now, then just throw your name in the chat box and tell us that you're here, that you're watching, and you get that tonight in tonight's giveaway. If you wanna be in, tomorrow, in next week's giveaway, make sure that you jump in the Zoom discussion time after our live stream tonight because that's where we're getting names from for all of our giveaways. All right, okay, cool. All right, so now here's what we're gonna do. We are going to uh, take a little bit of time to worship. Before we worship though, we uh, have a video that we want to show you and it's from your C group leaders. It's from your C group leaders. Uh, they just want to send you a little greeting, say hi to you. We know that not everybody's jumping in on the Zoom time afterwards, so you're really missing out on C group time. So they have a little greeting they want to send you. It's going to be on the screen behind me. And then after that, um, we're going to do worship. Karina will lead us in some worship on the screen behind me. And then after that, you're going to hear our message too. And right after that, we'll be back with you. And we're excited about that time. Um, our group leaders miss you, our worship leaders miss you, the band misses leading us in worship, but even because we are away from the campus, we can still um, be together online, we can still worship God from wherever we are, and you know what, I just think that we started this semester by talking about worship, we did like a six week series on worship, it's interesting that here we are in all these different places all across the valley, and we can still worship God, um, don't have to be together, we can still worship God and uh, do that from our homes. If you have family nearby and they want to spend some time worshiping, just say, hey, mom, dad, come check out this time with us. Check out this video with us. And they can worship with you. If you have some little brothers or sisters, maybe you share your cell phone with them and let them watch with you. But this can be a time that we uh, just enjoy and that we share together. 
Hey students, we're so glad that you all got to join us this evening. Um, like always, we're going to continue with worship. Whether you guys are in your rooms or you're in your living room, maybe watching with your family, live streaming with us, um, join us as we worship tonight. Uh, we're going to start off our set by singing Glorious Day.
worship. And as we continue, I want to encourage you all to really listen to the lyrics. This is a really well-known song, y'all. Y'all know it really well. Um, but it just talks about how God is our, uh, our foundation and we build our life upon that. And I know this time is really overwhelming and maybe we've had to make a, a lot of adjustments, but even when things change in the world, God's foundation never fails us. So I want you guys to continue uh, worshiping with us tonight and remember that truth as we sing.
God, we, we believe in that truth, that you are our firm foundation, Lord, and, and through every path, every, every journey that we walk through, God, every season of life, that we believe that you are with us, and we believe you haven't failed us, and you never will. Lord, I pray for this message tonight, God, that, that you will touch our hearts and that you will open our ears and open our eyes to something that you want us to hear and see from you, God. I bless tonight's message, God, and we bless the C group time that we're going to have afterwards. And I just pray that you would uh, use this for your kingdom and for your glory. We love you. And we say this in your name. Amen. Hey, Calvary students, this is Marcus, and I will be bringing us the message tonight from God's word. I'm really excited that you're with us tonight. Um, I want you to know that we miss you. We miss you so much. We miss laughing with you. We miss joking around with you. We miss uh, worshiping together with our worship band with you. We miss C group time and getting to talk together face to face. I am thankful for technology though, and that even though we're not together face to face, that we can use technology to meet and to talk and to still be in God's word together because God's word, no matter what is going on in our world, is true and we can go to his word and we're going to do that tonight. Tonight we're going to be in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 5 verse 17. So hold your place there and we'll come back to that in just a minute. You know, when I was thinking about the coronavirus and how it has spread so rapidly across our country, how rapidly it spread across the world, that we had our first coronavirus case in the United States in January and here we are today. You're not in school and so much in our community and our country has changed because we're trying to keep communities safe and families safe. But if you had told me when we were having one weekend at the end of February that we would be um, sitting here a month later, not able to meet in person, I would have said, what are you, what are you talking about? There's, there's no way that's going to happen. We're not going to get to that point. And yet here we are today having to take so many drastic measures because of the coronavirus, because of how rapidly it has spread. In less than a month, schools have closed and you're doing school away. And some of you that are taking early college classes are having to work remotely now. And there's so much craziness that has happened. You know, this virus has moved forward so fast. It's moved forward at an alarming rate. And we're hoping that in the next few weeks that uh, we can see this virus stop. We can see the spread of this virus stopped. And that's what we're waiting for. That's what we're hoping for. And we're looking forward to every single week that goes by. We're hoping for good news that, that things are starting to turn around and that we can get back to uh, being able to do some things normally again in our communities and in our cities. But we're waiting for that. Well, today's message is called Gospel Forward because Unlike the future of the coronavirus, because the coronavirus is going to slow down and hopefully stop very soon, but that's the eventual end. We don't know how long, but unlike the coronavirus that's going to meet an end eventually, the gospel of Jesus Christ, it is never going to stop. It is never going to uh, stop moving forward. So tonight's message is called Forward Gospel because we're always going to see the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ move forward no matter what happens. So I want to give you just a little bit of context for our story today so you know what's going on in this passage. In this story today, Peter and the apostles, his, the followers of Jesus Christ, his disciples, the apostles, were preaching across Jerusalem. This is after Jesus was crucified and resurrected and now the d disciples, the apostles, are spreading the message of Jesus Christ, the good news of the gospel, all over Jerusalem. And they're starting to face a lot of opposition from different groups and different people. But even in the face of opposition, 
The message of Jesus Christ is going viral. And it seems like nothing that anyone in the world can do could, could stop this viral spread of the message of Jesus Christ. In fact, like in one occasion in the chapter before the one we're going to look at today, uh, the apostles are preaching. They get jo- thrown in jail, but it's too late. That day, the Bible says that 5,000, more than 5,000 people came to know Jesus Christ and after they get thrown out of jail or, or released from jail, they pray for boldness and they keep sharing the gospel with Jerusalem. So that's where we're at today. And we're going to start reading Acts chapter 17. It's on the screen behind me if you need it. But it says this. It says, Then the high priest rose up and he saw and he and all who were with him who belonged to the party of the Sadducees, they were filled with jealousy. They were jealous of the apostles and all of the followers that they had, all the people that were starting to follow them and the message of Jesus Christ. That's why they were jealous. So it says that they arrested the apostles and put them in a public jail. So the first thing we're going to see today is that the gospel does have opposition. There is opposition that the gospel of Jesus Christ is going to have in the world. There are people that are against the gospel. They're against the good news of Jesus Christ. They don't understand it. They don't they don't know what it means and they don't like the gospel. And one of the groups that the apostles and Peter in particular um, faced in this story were the Sadducees. And there were like several uh, religious groups or religious parties that existed um, in Jerusalem in that day. One of them was the the Essenes, the other one was the Pharisees that we hear about and we read a lot about Jesus talking with the Pharisees in the Bible. And then the other group that we sometimes don't hear that much about is, uh, were the Sadducees. But in this story, it says that the Sadducees were the ones that were filled with jealousy and going after the apostles because they were preaching and sharing about Jesus. That was the opposition that they were facing in this story. There's always going to be opposition to the gospel. And yet, even with opposition, we know that the good news, the message of Jesus Christ cannot be contained. It is always going to keep moving forward no matter what. Which leads us to our second point. The second point is that there will always be gospel advancement. Even though there is gospel opposition at times, there is also gospel advancement. So the rest of the story kind of goes like this. It says that even though they were thrown in jail... Because they were sharing the good news of Jesus Christ, it says in verse 19, But an angel of the Lord opened the door of the jail during the night and brought them out and said, Go and stand in the temple and tell the people all about this life. Hearing this, they entered the temple at daybreak and began to teach. So can you get this? Can you imagine this? In the middle of the night, Peter and the apostles are in jail and this angel shows up. It says an angel of the Lord showed up. Now, this isn't your friend Angel. This is an Angel RC group leader. An angel of the Lord shows up in the middle of the night, breaks them out of jail, and the angel gives them clear instructions. The angel says, go and stand in the temple, that very place you were when you got arrested. Go back there and keep telling people about Jesus Christ. Now, I don't know about you, but what would you have done if that were you? Released from jail by this angel. The angel says, go back to the place where you were arrested. They're going to, they're going to, you're going to go back there and preach again and share about Jesus. What would you do? Would you think about running away, getting away, hiding? That's interesting, but the disciples, the apostles have a decision to make. What are they going to do? Are they going to listen to the angel or are they going to just kind of try to hide and avoid getting arrested again? But I know this for sure, that God is sending this message. He's going to send this clear message to 
the Sadducees and anybody who is in opposition of the gospel of Jesus Christ. He wants them to know that the gospel can't be contained. The gospel can't be contained by a jail cell. The gospel can't be contained by four walls. The gospel is always going to keep moving forward because it is a work of God. It is God's message to the world. And it's this message of hope that the world so desperately needs. And God's not going to let anything contain uh, his message. It reminds me of stories of people in other countries where they are not allowed to talk about God or or believe in Jesus Christ and, and people, pastors that are thrown in jail because they're followers of Jesus Christ. And in the jail, God is doing something crazy to reach people in the jail through the pastors or missionaries or people that were arrested and thrown in jail. And that is like modern day today happening today. Not even a jail jail cell can contain the gospel. Uh, not even the coronavirus can contain the gospel. You know, I was thinking today that uh, the coronavirus is not going to, the gospel is not going to be contained by the coronavirus. And yes, churches can't meet on location, but my friend Josh said that the internet is a dark place sometimes. There's so much, so much darkness that can exist, that does exist on the internet. And now we have all these churches, small and large, that are live streaming, and they're live streaming in all these different ways. Uh, there, there are churches that have never live streamed before, and they're just grabbing a cell phone and putting it on a tripod and saying, we, we can't stop talking about the gospel and sharing with our people and with the world. And so they may be, have, they may be using a simple iPhone and Facebook to live stream to the world. And they may have also, and other churches have like fancy setups. And I know sometimes churches may be looking online and saying, well, what are they doing on live stream or what are we doing on live stream? And, and if that's our heart, we've like totally missed the point because the point is that even with the coronavirus, the gospel is not going to be contained. The message of Jesus isn't going to be contained. And all these churches from big cities and small cities doing fancy live streams and simple live streams are all flooding the internet with the message of Jesus Christ, this message of hope that Jesus Christ has brought us. And so that's such an amazing thing. There will always be gospel advancement. Okay, the story doesn't stop there. We got to keep going. Verse 21 says, When... The high priest and those who were with him arrived, they convened the Sanhedrin, the full council of the Israelites, and sent orders to the jail to have them brought. But when the servants got there, they did not find them in the jail, so they returned and reported, We found the jail securely locked with the guards standing in front of the doors, but when we opened them, we found no one inside. Okay, so there's this crazy word in there. It's the word Sanhedrin, all right? So the Sanhedrin was simply this governing council in the days of Jesus Christ. They were made up of typically like maybe 71 different leaders and the high priest. And uh, somebody would come and like maybe stand trial before the Sanhedrin, this council. And the Sanhedrin ruled and they made decisions and things like that. And they were convened and brought together for important things. So the Sanhedrin got together and said, go get Peter and the apostles out of the jail cell and bring them to us for trial. And when they went and got them, there wasn't anybody there. The cell was locked. There were guards standing outside, but they, but they found the jail cell completely empty um, and they were gone. And they had no idea what was going on or what was, or what was happening. Um, I love this next part. The next part um, says that the captain of the police, the temple police, um, and the chief priest, that, that they heard what was going on. They're like, how could they just disappear like this? What is happening? And then as they're sitting there just waiting 
for news about where these guys are. Verse 25 says, Someone came and reported to them, Look, the men that you put in jail are standing in the temple teaching the people. They were teaching them again. So they're sitting there wondering, where are these guys? And somebody runs up to the council and says, They're out in the temple and they're preaching one more time. They're preaching again. And so they very carefully send uh, guards and the commander over to bring them before the Sanhedrin. And it says, interestingly enough, that they didn't go and like arrest them and make a big scene. That They just went and said, you all have to come with us. And they brought them to the Sanhedrin. And this is the, the lecture that the Sanhedrin, the council, gives Peter and the apostles. It says, didn't we strictly order you not to teach in this name, in the name of Jesus anymore? Look, you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching and are determined to make us guilty of this man's blood. He's talking about Jesus. They're talking about Jesus. You're saying you're accusing us of crucifying Jesus. And I love Peter's response. And this is where we're going to spend most of our time just kind of focusing and zeroing in because this is what Peter says to the council, to the Sanhedrin. Powerful words. So don't miss this. He says um, to the Sanhedrin, we must obey God rather than people. The God of our ancestors raised up Jesus, whom you had murdered by hanging him on a tree. God exalted this man to his right hand as ruler and savior to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. We are witnesses of these things. And so this and so is the Holy Spirit of uh, whom God has given to those who obey him. The third thing I want to see here is that we just have some clarity of the gospel. We have gospel clarity because Peter stands and he very clearly says, very clearly says, this is why we are doing what we're doing. This is why we can't obey you. And we are continuing to talk about God. I want to kind of break down what Peter said. The first thing he told the council was this. He said, we have to obey God rather than people. In other words, the Sanhedrin was at, were asking uh, Peter and the apostles to do something against what Jesus was asking them to do. Jesus had asked them to go into all the world and make disciples. That was Jesus' command, and that's what he asked his apostles to do and his disciples to do. The Sanhedrin was saying, don't do that anymore. And they were saying, we have to obey God. We have to obey God rather than you. The second thing that Peter uh, told them was, that you crucified Jesus Christ, you buried Jesus Christ, but God raised him from the dead. He wasn't going to stay dead. Death was not going to conquer Jesus Christ. He was resurrected from the dead. And the Sadducees in particular, uh, they hated that. They didn't believe in a resurrection of any kind. They didn't even believe in afterlife. They didn't believe in a resurrection of the dead. So they hated this message that Jesus resurrected from the dead. But Peter really clearly says to them, uh, you crucified him, you buried him, and he was resurrected from the dead because death was not going to conquer him. The third thing that he says in his response is that Jesus is the Savior. Jesus is the ruler. That Jesus died and he died for people's sins. That people might be forgiven of their sins. That when Jesus died on the cross, he was taking upon himself all of the punishment, all of the all of the punishment of mankind's sins that they deserved. He was taking it upon himself and that those who would believe and confess and put their faith in Jesus Christ would be forgiven of their sins and become his disciples. And that's the good news. That's the gospel that they were sharing. So Peter tells him, 
Jesus, he died, he is our savior, and not only is he our savior, but he also says to him that he's at the right hand of God and he's ruling. He is now ruler of our lives and he is ruler of all. That's such a great question to ask, you know, is Jesus Christ your savior? Is he also your ruler? Is he, is he who you have given rule and reign as king over your life? So the fourth and final thing that Peter tells the Sanhedrin, the council, is this. He says, not only is all of this true, but we witnessed it with our very own eyes. We have seen with our own eyes all of the things that we are speaking to you about today. So, man, this this story is incredible. It has an incredible ending. And I want to challenge you to take some time this week to finish reading this chapter. It's Acts chapter 5. The rest of the passage is verse 33 to 52. And I want to encourage you to just go and check that out. Spend some time this week reading the end of this story and what happens to Peter and the apostles. What is the Sanhedrin going to do to them? But before we finish, I just want to challenge you in just a couple ways. Just really just two really simple challenges. The first is this. I want to challenge you to have gospel clarity, to know the gospel and to be ready to talk about the gospel. You know, I'm really encouraged by the story of Peter and the apostles that when they were brought in front of the Sanhedrin and had to talk, they had to share, they had to say why they believed what they believed and why they weren't going to stop talking about how amazing God uh, was to them and all that Jesus Christ did for them. They had this clarity. They knew what to say. Um, and, and we're going to talk a little bit more about gospel clarity in your C group time when we finish up. And in our C group time, we're also going to give you a resource so that you can take some time at home and begin to have like some clarity on the gospel and what it means and what and how you can know the gospel and how you can be ready to talk about why you believe what you believe. You know, you're at home and you have um, you have some time at home. You have your evenings. I know that you're not out with friends hanging out and you're not doing a lot of things. You are doing schoolwork in the daytime and probably spending more time in the evenings on Internet or maybe doing some things that your mom and dad ask you to do. But I know this, I know that all of us are in this season where we are in our homes and we have time. And so this can be a season for us to focus on knowing the gospel, to to know it well, to know why we believe what we believe. The Bible says that we should be ready to give an account for the hope that is in us so that we can actually say, this is why I believe what I believe. I have clarity on it. It is hope for me. It's changed my life. And this is how I can share it and talk about it. So I want to challenge you in that way. During our C group time, we're going to share some of those resources with you so you can um, unpack that a little bit more. But Peter and the apostles were an amazing example of that for us. The second thing I want to challenge us with today is I want to challenge us to be part of what God is doing to see the gospel move forward. Not, we shouldn't just know the gospel, understand the gospel, have clarity of the gospel. But just like we see Peter and the apostles here, we should join in with what God is doing to see the gospel move forward. It's always going to keep moving forward with or without us, but God invites us as followers of Jesus Christ, as his disciples, to be part of this message that is going forward. So you're at home, you're social distancing, but because of the internet, you have access to the entire world. You have access to friends, you have access to family. Even my little girls who are seven and nine have gotten set up with Facebook Messenger for kids. That means mom and dad have like complete control over it, but they're talking with their cousins across the country and friends that they haven't seen in a few weeks now. So you have access to the world even though you're sitting in your room or sitting at your house, all because of technology and the internet today. So you have no excuse, we don't have any excuse. We can be a part of seeing 
the hope of Jesus move forward and join God, be a part of what God is doing um, around the world. And people so desperately need this right now. They so desperately need this hope, this message of hope that Jesus saves and he heals our broken hearts, restores us back to God, that we can actually have a personal relationship with God through Jesus Christ. That's the hope that the world so desperately needs. And we can be a part of seeing that move forward. Gospel clarity and then ready to see that gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, move forward. All right, I'm going to finish up. If you're watching today and you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, you you don't know Jesus. You've never, um, you've never been in a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. And I want to invite you today um, to come to know Jesus Christ in a personal way. When we finish tonight, there's going to be a phone number on the screen. You can text that number and just say, I want to talk about God. I want to talk about Jesus. I don't know him. And we'll reply to you and get in contact with you and have some conversations with you about how you can walk with Jesus Christ. For the rest of us, um, I'm going to take some time to pray. I'm praying for you. And when we finish tonight, we're going to jump to C group time um, and keep talking. And I'm looking forward to seeing you there also. Love you all. Let's pray together. God, I just want to thank you so much for your word today. I want to thank you for how you show us in your word that there is nothing that can stand in opposition to the gospel, that the gospel, this good news that we have in Jesus Christ, this hope that we have, cannot be contained. It cannot be um, stopped. And so I thank you for that, God, because we need this hope so desperately in our world. And so I thank you, God, that you've called us and invited us to join you in, with, in what you're doing, God, around the world. I pray that you would uh, bring to our hearts um, and our minds this understanding of the gospel and that we would get to be a part of what you're doing to see hope go to all the world. Give us boldness, God. Give us courage. Help us not be afraid and to be ready to go in faith and see hope just completely um, surround and overwhelm this world with your hope and your love. We love you, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you guys. Awesome. That was a great message from Pastor Marcus. We're Thanks, so man. grateful <laughs> for you, man. And uh, we're blessed to have you as a youth pastor, and we don't want to take you for granted. Now, students, um, just a few updates for you guys. If you want to be connected via text message, if you scroll down on the page that you're watching right now, there is a link there that you can click and you can sign up to get text messages, to get updates, and just to keep you know posted with what we're doing here at Calvary Students. Awesome. Yeah, please get signed up so we can message you throughout the week and stay in contact with you. We'd love to do that, do that this week. So, uh, we are finished with our live stream tonight, but our night isn't over yet because we're going to jump over to Zoom right now. We know we've been, we've been messaging you and telling you about our Zoom Hangouts. So what you're going to do right now is you're going to open your Zoom app and click on the link that we texted you earlier this week. But if you didn't get that link, if you didn't get that message, then all you need to do is text the screen, uh, text the number that we're going to put on the screen right behind us. We'll also drop the phone number in the chat box. Text that number that's on the screen or in the chat box, and we'll get you all set up with Zoom as soon as we finish this. We love you guys. We miss you. We'll see you in our hangout right now, and we'll also see you next week for our live stream. Peace out. How you going, guys? <laughs> you want me to use it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you can use the phone number for that. Sorry. I don't want to get up until...